Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. And today we are talking about another A24 movie, Jen. Yeah, I know. They keep popping up here. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be talking about Bodies, 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 which I guess you could actually call a Pete Davidson movie? Sort of? Well, he's in it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call it a Pete Davidson movie. He's the person that I think of when I think of this movie. Like really? He's the, yeah, and I think it's because Why? he's so weird looking. He's like, it's like, like when you think about E.T., E.T.'s not necessarily the main character, right? But like, he's the one that you think of because he's weird looking and different and odd, right? Well, how can you even compare this with E.T.? I mean, uh, Pete Davidson I'm getting with there. E.T. <laughs> I'm getting there. Give me a minute. So he's weird looking and goofy looking and odd. And he's not the main character, so that's what that's where I'm getting. That's where I'm coming from. Is that he kind of it kind of is an ET scenario? Maybe. All right. I don't know <laughs> if I'm with you on that, but all right. <laughs> I'm not, by no means am I comparing the quality of the movies. I'm simply saying that Pete Davidson looking like a I don't know cracked out howler monkey of some sort is kind of the same thing as (laughs) i don't know i don't know i'm stretching it i know i'm stretching it really thin he just looks weird and so he's always the first person i think of when he's in a movie i'm like that weird looking dude's in this yeah oh i guess i don't have that same problem Uh, you know how like mia goth and her eyebrows freak me out Mm -hmm. pete davidson's face freaks me out (laughs) i don't know what it is about his face it's just weird looking but anyway bodies 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 that's what we're talking have you seen this movie before i have not seen this movie before i've seen a lot of a24 movies i will if anything's got that that title card in front of it i will probably watch it but i have not seen that one yet until we watched it for this how about you i had not either it was on our radar and we talked about going to see it in the theater we just never got there yeah we did we did weird that you would even be talking about an A24 movie in theaters. This one was interesting to me in the trailer before I knew it was A24. Ah. And again, it's not that I hate all A24 movies. There are some that I like. It's just we've had this long streak of just weird A24 movies that just really haven't been my cup of tea. So I'm calling them American art house films. You can call it what you want. They're weird. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you tell us the cast and crew for Bodies, 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 and oh, then we'll get into it. I would love to. All right. This was directed by Helena Rain. It was written by Sarah DeLapp and stars. We, we don't have a huge cast. We have, I don't know, what, half a dozen or so. So I'm just going to go through the whole cast. Yeah. It's an, it's an alien-sized cast. Which is nice and manageable. Amandla Stenberg. She's playing Sophie. Now, do you recognize her? I do not. She played Rue in Hunger Games. She did? She did. Oh, okay. Rue was an interesting character. I liked Rue. So this is her, what, 20 years later, practically? 15 years later? When did Hunger Games come I out? I have no idea. That was a while ago. Huh. I'll have to look that up. All right. We have Maria Bakalova as B. Now, do you recognize her? You should. Sounds familiar. She was in the second Borat movie. She played the daughter. That's why she... Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hunger Games came out 11 years ago. Mm. All right. So not quite 15 to 20, but (laughs) we're getting there. It feels like it, though. Rachel Sennett as Alice, Chase Sway Wonders as Emma, Mahala Harold as Jordan, Pete Davidson as David, and Lee Pace as Greg. Who now, plays? Lee Pace, you recognize him? I know exactly who Lee Pace is. Okay. All right. What, what kind of question is that? Okay. He's in a lot of things. Yeah. So... He was the pie maker on Pushing Daisies, and he was Ronan in the Guardians of the Galaxy, and yep. he's in all kinds of he's stuff. He's in the Hobbit movies. He's in yeah. lots of stuff. Now, yeah. I didn't, like, 
recognize him. I didn't him recognize him either. At I, when all. They, yeah. Until when his name came, his up, name came up and I'm yeah. like, okay, that name sounds familiar. And then I started looking through his thing and I'm like, oh my God, he's in like all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah. No, as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as I saw it was Lee Pace, I was like, get out of here. Really? That's Lee Pace? Yeah. It's well, him. He usually wears lots of makeup, I think. <laughs> Not all the time, but yeah. No, but in, in so, the movies the stuff, that you will watch him in, the yes. stuff I've seen him in, yeah. he's wearing lots of makeup. Yeah. Yep. So. All right, should we talk about the movie? Let's talk about the movie. Sophie and B are young lovers who are headed to a party at Sophie's best friend David's house. Sophie and David are, and all of their friends come from money, while B is a Russian immigrant living from paycheck to paycheck. When they arrive. B is introduced to David, his girlfriend Emma, Alice and her new boyfriend Greg, and Jordan. There was another guest named Max, who you didn't name in the cast, but he's only at the very end of the movie For like anyway. 30 seconds, yeah. if even that. Right. <laughs> who left the previous night due to a fight with David. The group seems surprised to see Sophie because she's a recovering addict and they just didn't expect her to be there. Well, and then she hadn't been responding to their group messages. Right. And they're just like, what is she doing here? Yeah, there, yeah. there was a big thing about you didn't engage in the in the group texts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. So Sophie and David talk privately and, she, and he tells her that Max hit David over something about Emma. And they also talk about Sophie's time in rehab for drug addiction and the fact that Greg is so much older than the rest of them. He seems out of place and they're kind of worried because they don't know much about him and he's so much older than them. I thought so too. I was like, what is this older dude doing with all these kids? (laughs) It seems weird. Yeah. I think they're supposed to be in their 20s, right? It seems like that, like probably college-aged kids. Yeah, like college-age, young 20s, Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So while Sophie and David are talking, B is accosted by Jordan, who tells B to be careful around Sophie. Very cryptic. Mm-hmm. Mostly there to mislead the audience. Now, I'm going to be up front here. I didn't guess the ending of this movie. I usually guess the endings of movies like this. This one I didn't, but I got really damn close, and I'll get there when we get to okay, it. Okay, okay. And, really and speaking of that, close. we should stop right here and say, if you have not seen this, stop listening to us. There is a twist in this movie that, if you listen to us, it's going to ruin it for you. Right. Watch the movie first. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> as <right>. it were. <laughs> so, Sophie is there. This this whole thing with 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 Jordan, is there really just to kind of lead the audience one way. So the group hangs out, they get high, they have drinks, and it's revealed that this is actually a hurricane party, which sounds like something a really rich group of people would do. Yeah, I was going to say, is this a thing? Like, do people get together just to, like, get drunk and high when there's, like, natural catastrophes happening? (laughs) I don't know. I mean... (laughs) The, the thing the thing about this is there are poor people who live in low-lying areas who lose their lives, who lose their livelihoods, who lose their homes to things like hurricanes. And for these people to be out there partying like a bunch of dumbwits, dimwits, is kind of shitty, you know? Yeah, I, I just thought it was weird that they were having a party for this. But I, 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 I sure, I'm sure it's just a reason to get together and be dumb but i mean i'm not from florida maybe people from florida have hurricane parties i don't know i'm from the mid-atlantic we didn't have hurricane parties we had hurricanes but we never had parties for them i'd be curious if any of our listeners have had a hurricane party please write to us i'd love to you like just know what what is the purpose behind this jen wants to get invited to a hurricane party guys is what it sounds like to me (laughs) Well, you know, I don't know. I, I'd rather probably not be in a hurricane. They kind of, they kind of scare me, especially if you're out on the coast. You know, they they seem, they seem like they might be something you don't want to mess with. Like I, I'd be one that you know, if there's something coming, I'd probably try and get inland if I can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, I can understand that. Having grown up on a peninsula, we saw our fair share of issues with water, but like 
hurricanes aren't nearly as bad as tornadoes that we have out here in the Midwest now. Tornadoes terrify me. Tornadoes are ridiculous. You yeah. don't know what's going on with them. You don't no, know they, when they're going to happen. They, they pop just up happen. like that, and yeah. they're very vicious, and they hurricanes, can just wipe out a whole town. Yeah. Hurricanes, you have a... Now, hurricanes can do those things, too, but hurricanes have, like, a path most often, you know, more often than not. You can... You can predict at least within within a well, they call it a cone, right? Within mm-hmm. a cone of of reasonable like doubt, where it's going to go. You have time to plan for it too. Yeah, like I got to get to high ground. I've got four days, right? Right. Whereas tornado, you've got literal seconds sometimes to get to a basement area or someplace that can protect you from it right so i wouldn't i don't think you should be afraid of hurricanes hurricanes are your friend hurricanes (laughs) hurricanes are the poodle of natural disasters i'm just kidding i don't want to diminish that because there are people that have died in hurricanes and i don't mean it in i don't mean to make light of it but i i think i think there's a very real difference between hurricanes and other natural disasters like earthquakes or right. tornadoes. It just seems like weird that. to me that this is a thing, a hurricane it, party. It so. does seem weird to me too. Like, yeah. like I've been, okay. Now I, it's not a party, but I've sat out on a flight line and watched like a hurricane come in. It wasn't a major hurricane, but we weren't drinking beer and like partying over it. We were just kind of sitting there watching an empty flight line as the hurricane blew in. Sure. Sure. So I don't know. I don't know. Again, Jen wants to get invited to one of these things, so if anybody knows somebody that's having a hurricane party, let us know. Right. View from the couch at yahoo.com. <laughs> I'm going to say again, I, I don't really think I want to go to a hurricane party. Yes, but, you do. But I am interested <laughs> to know what the, what the fascination is about. Right. So the group is going to hang out and party until they can't party anymore while the storm rages around them. That's the idea. And they start with a game where the group has to slap each other and take shots. This is another one of those weird-ass things that I don't think I've ever done. Have you ever done something like this? So they talked about playing bodies, 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 and then they started the slapping thing. And I'm like, what, is this no, part bodies, of the game? No, bodies, bodies, bodies comes out later, after they're dancing for a while. This is after the slap party. The bodies, bodies, bodies game pops up. I'll get you there. Okay. All I'll right. get you there. Anyways, this was weird. I thought, well, I don't get this. <laughs> I don't understand this. I mean, is this the new version of like spin the bottle? Or, you know, when we were kids, mm-hmm. we did a stupid game. Like we called it like bloody knuckles where you oh, would yeah. like smack each other's hands and you'd get like, you, well, we did it with each other's hands. So like you'd take your knuckles and you hit each other you like tried to hit the other person's hand and if you miss you miss but if you get it i don't know you got it and then you ended up with like massive bruises on your hand so you know what i'm sure this is their version of that stupid game that we did oh my god you guys wow how soft is that my hooligan friends and i used to play with pencils and we would smack each other's knuckles with the pencils and you know how there's like that that metal piece that holds the eraser to the pencil that little bracket Mm-hmm. We would bite that so that it would have points on it mm. to inflict as much damage as possible. Yeah. When you were talking about that, I was like, wait, what? How is that even? That doesn't even mean anything. It's just like smacking knuckles against each other. It is, but you would end <laughs> up with black and blue hands and could hardly move your hands because the whole the whole thing <laughs> would, the back of your hand from getting hit with somebody else's knuckles would be absolutely bruised. Weird. It wasn't like a pansy little game. Like you actually <laughs> got hurt. <laughs> Like but you did you some bleed for hands. it? That's the real question. Not in the inside blood. There was bruises everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suggest that anybody play any of these games. No, these are terrible games. Stupid. Don't. Yeah, we obviously were dumb as kids. So yeah, not yeah. not thinking. Or yeah. that was a dumb game to play. I should say. Agreed. <laughs> so. Agreed. Agreed. Those. That, whatever version of that game you played, that was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when it gets to be B's turn. Her victim, quote unquote, is David. She's got to slap him, but she only like taps him. That would be a hundred percent me. Yeah, like <laughs> to he, barely touch yeah. him. <laughs> he keeps egging her on. He's like, "No, hit me harder," and she to like hit him a little bit harder. Come on, hit me, hit me, hit me hard, right? A little bit harder. And so finally, he hauls off and like decks Greg, 
like full on punches him in the face. Because that's how you're supposed to play it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's getting stressful. They decide they're going to drink and dance. And Sophie sees B dancing with Jordan and gets jealous. And so she suggests bodies, bodies, bodies. The premise is that they will cut up a sheet of paper. One piece of the paper will have an X on it. And the person that draws the X, the person that holds that piece of paper, is the quote-unquote killer who must stalk the others and then tap them on the back to quote-unquote kill them. The player, the other players are supposed to fall to the ground, play dead, and then other people, as they find them, they're supposed to say bodies, 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 and everybody comes running and they try and figure out who is the killer. So with the ground rule set, they turn the lights out and they start their game. Have you ever played this game? Never heard of this game. I haven't either. Apparently there's a similar game, I think, some people call it bodies, if I remember right, in the research I was reading. Very similar, where you go around in the dark and somebody's the killer, and mm. it's basically a like tag or something. Right. You know? That's what it sounded like to me. Right. This reminds me of a game that Miles and Andy used to play called Among Us, where basically you go about your day and somebody among you is a quote-unquote killer, and that person kills somebody, and then you have little group meetings, and somebody you have to implicate each other. And if it's not the person, then they don't get they don't get jet or they get jettisoned, whether it's in the person or not. And uh, and I think it's it continues on until you find the person. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's all I could think of while I was watching this. I was like, why are they playing Among Us? <laughs> this is the live that's version weird. of Among Us. That's really weird. <laughs> so. B uses her cell phone flashlight to try and find a place to hide. Everybody scatters. The game ends, though, because the group stumbles upon Greg, who is a quote-unquote victim. It appears, though, that Greg is actually dead. Did you think he was dead? I couldn't tell for sure. I was thinking probably not, but yeah. then I was like, well, this is about like murder, so maybe he is the first <laughs> one to go. Yeah, yeah. So it's revealed, though, that he is actually faking it because David, like, gives him a little cup check with a wine bottle, and that makes him move. That makes mm -hmm. Greg move. That kind of leads to a minor confrontation. Greg says he's going to go to bed, and he leaves. He goes off to their room, his and Alice's room. The group is left to decide who the killer was. And David implicates Emma, and this starts an argument. Alice reveals that Emma has been telling her secrets about her relationship with David without his knowledge. David gets angry about this. He smashes a bottle, and he storms off. And the girls keep the party going until the lights go out, and then they kind of go off looking for, like, one of them goes looking, I think it's Jordan, goes looking for the fuse box. And meanwhile, B wanders into the kitchen. And when she gets into the kitchen, she sees David outside in the rain, and he's bleeding from the neck. And then he falls over. And she calls for help. Everybody comes, and they realize that somebody has slit his throat, and he dies. They try to find, they try to find help. They don't have cell phone service. They don't have Wi-Fi because the power went out. And so they try to get to the car, which naturally wouldn't start. Did you even remotely think that the car was going to start? No, because they show you B leaving that mirror open. When she leaves the vehicle earlier, they show that light on. And I'm like, oh, that's going to come back to play. That mirror being open, that like basically turning that mirror down and leaving it on, that doesn't stay on unless you have the key in the car. Well, I was thinking, doesn't that stuff show it off after a while anyway? Well, in the newer vehicles, it probably does. Yeah. yeah but, but then let me ask you this. Yeah. They were honking the horn. How did that work? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that the thing that bothered me was that they set up the window not working. Yeah. Just so that B could get, later get into it. Yeah. Like not for any other reason other than oh then Chelsea's going to be able to get in. Mhm. Mm the window could just be down part part way. You don't have to explain that the window doesn't work. That's why it didn't go up or so the window's down. Or leave it unlocked. Right. Like if you leave something like that, they make a point to point out, oh, these windows never work. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously that's going to come back, but it, and it did, but it didn't come back the way I thought it was going to come back. 
Sure. It came back in a really useless way. Also, I felt like the whole car not working was kind of a useless way too. I mean, there's, I mean, other ways you could do that, but right. it, but it was very obvious the way they left that. And I'm like, okay, so this vehicle isn't going to start later. She's going to be trying to get away from somebody, blah, blah, blah. No, no. <laughs> I mean, the, the idea that the light, the light from that, from that would even stay on. It, it's beyond me like that. To me, that. Your audience is obviously younger. This audience skews younger, right? Mm -hmm. What younger person drives a car that's so old that something like that would stay on? We're talking about... Think about it. And these are wealthy people, too. Yeah, and these are wealthy people as well. But here's the thing. When you and I were younger, we didn't... Did we drive cars that were 20 years old? Mm, No, I don't think so. Nope. No. I mean, 10... 10-ish years old? Yeah. So what, 2012? Yeah. I mean, I get where you're going, but I didn't really... It wasn't necessary to it, but it also didn't take away from it. It was just like, meh, all right, well, that was dumb, but... And then move on. They needed to have a reason that it didn't start that wasn't sabotage. Right. For their end. Yes. For their end game. So what you could have done, instead of pretending that the window doesn't work, you could have said, ugh, I can't get the car started when they stop somewhere on their way in. Mm-hmm. Right? But then it'll finally start, right? Right. Whatever. Get Do something like that. Give us a real reason why the car won't start. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's too obvious for the what they're planning. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know. That, that really stuck in my craw. The fact that the car didn't mm. start. I was like, well, obviously the car's not going to start. First of all, this is a movie, a horror movie. I mean, <laughs> there's no reason why the car is going to start. Or, I mean, you could have the car start. Maybe they just run into something. As you say, the car starts and a tree fell down across the drive and they can't get out. Yeah, the evil dead answer. You can't yeah. get out. The bridge is out. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, like, come on. Yeah. A tree fell on the car. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's a good one too, right? Nope. Too convoluted. <laughs> this is too convoluted. doesn't make any sense. Anyway. So the girls run back into the house. And now they're starting to think that one of them could be the killer. They suspect that it's either Max, who had left the night before, or Greg, who they don't really know. Because both of those guys have reasons to hold a grudge against David. Question here. If you were in this situation, would you make logical leaps that somebody murdered him in revenge? My first thought would go to, well, who has it out for him? Okay. That makes the most sense to me. Okay. He just punched David, or mm-hmm. excuse me, he just punched Greg, mm-hmm. and he and Max had gotten into it the night before. So these two suspects make mm-hmm. the most sense to me right off okay. the bat. How about okay. you? I kind of went back and forth on that. I was kind of thinking, okay, does it make sense they, that they leap to he was murdered? Mm. And And I think I agree with you. I think because everybody's scared... There's craziness happening outside. You've got people in here who are unknowns. You might gut react, go there, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So okay. I, I'm okay with that. Who would you automatically go to? What would your automatic, like, assumption be? You find a guy with his throat slit, your friend with their, mm-hmm. sl- with their throat slit, and there's people amongst you that you don't know and somebody that they he had a scuffle with the night before that left. So depending on, we don't really know much about Max. Right. But he's supposed to be a, one of their friends in their group. Right. So then I They're guess- They're all friends. I would go to, well, you have two that are not in the group, Greg right. and B. Right. I think I would go to Greg mm-hmm. because, you know, he punched him and, mm-hmm. and he did- he did the other thing. What would he, he hit him in the crotch with the wine yeah, bottle David, or something? Yeah, yeah, David tapped him on the nuts with the, yeah. the wine bottle. Which, 
that he seemed annoyed with him and stuff, but I don't think that's enough to say that's a killer. But at the same time, when the rest of these people, you know, all these people, you would maybe jump to that, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. So when they decide to look for Greg, they go to his and Alice's room. They don't find him, but they find his go bag, which is suspicious. Do you think that that's suspicious? Why would he bring, like, a bag to, like, bug out? I think the weirdest part is the map with the property circled on it. Right. I think everything else there, fine, because some people like to be prepared when they go places, and it's a hurricane. Sure. So they're probably going to have stuff to be prepared in case, you know, you do lose power and stuff right. like that. like a hunting knife. Right. So the only thing I thought was weird. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? You might have to go hunt for food. Who knows? The only thing I thought was weird was the map that had the circle around it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did have a map with the property circled. That didn't make sense. Why would you have that? Well, he's a vet, so. Still, that what what does that have to do with anything? I'm just saying they're they're laying it out there. They're laying it out there. This to me seems suspicious. I would not expect someone to have a Bowie knife in their knapsack. At a hurricane party in a rich person's house. I would not expect this. I don't and know if, that I would expect it either, but if you just like rationally think about it, it does make sense. Like there's going to be people that are going to be prepared. Right. And if you think of him as a vet, mm-hmm. he could have PTSD or something mm-hmm. like that, which is one of the things that they talk about. Mm-hmm. He makes the most sense yeah. in this scenario. With the information that they have, he makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. David was, or excuse me, Greg was high on my radar, like right off the bat. And so was B, as a matter of fact, because they're both unknowns. We don't know who they are. They're not related to anybody there. They're not friends with anybody there. They're just there. And B kept having these like nervous looks and suspicious like glances like she seemed like she was hiding something she was so she she was we'll get there but i i i kept thinking okay i think there might be something up with her i'm not sure but you know kind of the whole Mm -hmm. rationalizing who do you think who is it yeah it's a whodunit and that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to wonder who was that done it it's like the movie clue it's kind (laughs) of like the movie clue yeah yep so they go wandering around looking for him, and they find him in the gym. This, this house has a gym. He's using a light therapy mask because he has nightmares and headphones. And the girls interrogate him. And they point out, he's like, why do you think that I did this? And they're like, because you're a vet. You probably have PTSD. And he's like, I'm a veterinarian. <laughs> Which is pretty funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is, that got me. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. So they jumped to conclusions on that. That's, honestly, that's what this entire movie's about, is jumping to conclusions. Yep, it is. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So they have a big scuffle. He goes for the knife, which the girls are holding on him, and B ends up hitting him in the head with a kettlebell weight and kills him. So I feel like they've escalated very quickly from... You know, let's go investigate to we're just going to kill this guy. (laughs) Well, okay. So now to be fair, it was B that made the decision to kill him. Right. Because he was going after Sophie with the knife. Yeah. And I mean, obviously kind of a big misunderstanding here, but it's like, God, how do you de-escalate that situation? I don't know. Because I feel like he probably didn't have to die here. (laughs) (laughs) Defeats the whole purpose. It would only be body, body then instead yeah. of bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> so tensions are running kind of high. The girls start turning on each other. Sophie blames Emma for Greg's death, believing that Max was the killer all along. And Sophie kind of verbally attacks Emma. That makes her run off. But they later cross paths in the kitchen. And Emma kisses Sophie unexpectedly. This was an interesting moment. Because Emma obviously is is the is the impetus for David and her not getting along. 
she has feelings for Sophie, right? She kisses Sophie. First of all, Sophie's with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And Sophie is like, that's not exactly what I was looking for in this moment. Like, this is like the worst possible time to do this. Why? What is Emma thinking at this point? I have no idea. That she thinks that this is what she should be doing. Like, if that's how you feel, that's great. Wait till you're out of this situation yeah. and then present this present this to her. Because now is not a good time. There's a time and a place for everything, and this is not the time and the place to be making out. First of all, it's a horror movie. If you want to die, that's how you do it. <laughs> what the hell, man? Anyway, so at this point, Sophie's had enough. She gives Emma some pills, and then she starts doing cocaine. So she's off the wagon at this point. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the stress has gotten to her. Emma takes off. But then later, Alice finds Emma's dead body at the bottom of the stairs. And there's blood all the way down the stairs and a dead body at the bottom of the stairs. Mm-hmm. We're literally playing bodies, bodies, bodies at this point. Yes, we are. And now... We're wondering, okay, so Greg is no longer here. Who could it be? Is it Max? Right. Is it Sophie? Is it somebody else entirely? She was the last one to that we saw yeah. that, so, that was with her? Yeah. I thought yeah. they were going to cheap out on us. I thought by the end of this movie we were going to have Pamela Voorhees situation where like we didn't know that she was even involved and she just shows up as the bad guy at the end so there's no way you could have possibly guessed the who done yeah. it. Also, right before this on my note, so like when Emma kissed Sophie, mm-hmm. I wrote down and said, "Oh my god, it's Emma." Nope, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> my notes are riddled with that. Yeah. Yep. Obviously, Greg is either a red herring or the killer. He's the outsider. Or B, she's Russian even. Greg was the fake out. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, the whole time. The whole time it was. And then I'll get to my my, my David theory later. Also, at this point, I had a question of why do none of these people have cars? Sophie's the only one that shows up with a car. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. They're rich. Why wouldn't they have vehicles? I don't remember if they ever said anything. Why? Oh, so, oh, wait. Most of them took Ubers. And I don't know why David doesn't have a car. You'd think that there'd be cars there. Right. But I think David, or excuse me, Greg and Alice took an Uber. And obviously Sophie and B showed up. Mm-hmm. Jordan, they don't, I don't think they ever mentioned how she got there. But, yeah. They touch on it, but they don't expand on it too much. Yeah, I just thought it was weird that why is why are there no other cars to try? Yeah, yeah. And then these guys start wandering around at this point too, and they're all wandering on their own. And I'm like, okay, you've now had two people die that you didn't kill yourself, mm-hmm. and you're going to just wander around on your own? What are you guys thinking? So I think what they're trying to comment on here is about like social media and how you can be together but be way apart and not connect. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a connective tissue here. And if you just stay together rather than like separate, you have a better chance of surviving. I, I know. I was just like, I mean, if I'm in this situation, I'm not, I'm going to be buddied up with somebody. Right. I'm not going off on my own. Right, right. Well, Even they if all I do suspect have a each other. They yeah. all suspect each other. That's the whole thing. And because they do, they're not willing to listen to the other's perspective. Nah. Again, you're talking... I mean, you, this movie very much deals with, like, how young people relate to people and technology. You know what I mean? Like, they... I mean, even at the end of the movie... The main concern is that they got signal. I mean, they trust themselves and their own instincts over people that they've known their whole lives. Well, this is a very terrible group of friends. Like, they are yeah, not not good to each other. Yeah, definitely. I don't know why they would call themselves a group of friends. <laughs> well, when you got a lot of weird common history, sometimes that's the tie that binds. Yeah, but none of them seem to really like each other. True. So I don't understand why you stay friends at that point. (laughs) I had a lot of friends like that in high school. 
but that's high school, you know? Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people that were in our friend group that I didn't necessarily like or that didn't necessarily like me, and yet we still hung out. You know? Again, though, that's high school. That's not, like, present. So I think you're right. I think, why are they even hanging out? Mm-hmm. Are they younger than what we think they are? Maybe that's why they don't have cars? No, they all have to be over 18 at least. Well, at least B is graduated from college. Yeah. Because they mentioned that. So this this has to be early 20s, right? I would think so. Yeah, it has to be. It's got to be. It's got to be. So when they find Emma's dead body, Alice and Jordan blame B because they did their research on her. They doxed her. And they found out that she didn't graduate from, what was it, Utah State or something like that? Mm -hmm. Like she told Sophie. And so they think she's the killer because she's hiding things. She's harboring secrets. So they push her outside and they lock the doors. They lock all the doors on her. But B gets back into the house through a doggy door. She She had seen Jordan holding a gun to Sophie without Sophie knowing it. Now, here's... Where kind of I thought a weird thing was, and again, not a big deal. It doesn't really matter. I just don't know why you're. Why are you showing this on the screen? Mm-hmm. B goes to the vehicle, mm-hmm. changes shirts, and then goes back out in the rain again. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why mm-hmm. she did that. What? This is where she gets into the car with the window. Yeah, like she pulls the window down so she can change. And she, she this grabs, is what I'm talking about. She like, grabs some food, like a snack. Yeah, quick. she eats like Cheetos, and then. Changes her shirt, goes back out in the pouring rain, and then goes through the doggy door. What I was thought, the point of that scene? Yeah, I thought she was just going to stay in the car. That's what I would do. I would just stay in the car. I would, yes, I would get that window up as high as I can, lock the doors, mm-hmm. and just there you go. Yeah, but that's why the window was open. That's why the window didn't work, mm-hmm. so that she could get in to get a goddamn like hoodie. That's what I mean. Which like she turns why? around and gets absolutely soaking wet in again. I I did understand this part of it. Does it bother me so much that it takes me out of the movie? No, but it was like later when I was thinking about the movie, I'm like, wait a minute, why yeah. did she even do that? Yeah. What what bothers me is the setup. Like you set this up, and maybe I'm missing the point. Maybe if somebody somebody if somebody understands the point better than what I'm taking it, please let me know. But I don't understand the idea of setting up something that you're going to knock down later, but the knockdown is literally just somebody getting into the car so she can have a snack. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get that part. There, like, I, I, yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Chekhov's Cheetos? Is that what this is? <laughs> Maybe. Yikes. Once B gets back in the house, she confronts Jordan and says, give me your gun. I know you have a gun. Give me the gun. She, they end up, in a big scuffle, the girls start to blame each other, especially when it's revealed that Jordan had the X piece of paper that mm-hmm. would identify her as the killer in the game Bodies, 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 which makes everybody think that she's the real killer. Alice ends up shot in the head accidentally by Jordan, and Jordan holds Sophie and B at gunpoint, and she tells B that she shouldn't trust Sophie because Sophie had called Jordan the night before they had all arrived at the house, and that she and Jordan had had sex. So she's holding secrets from B. Everybody's got a secret in this movie. Mm -hmm. There's all these secrets. So B gets the upper hand on Jordan and throws her over the stairwell. They're on the stairs at this point. She throws her over the stairwell and she lands on a glass table. And she's laying there dying and she pulls the gun and she says, check her texts to B. And then she starts shooting. Sophie and B go running off, and they hide in a crawl space, but B just doesn't trust Sophie now. And so she goes to find another place to hide. And the next time we see her, it's the next morning. And B leaves the house to kind of wander around. She finds Sophie, who tells her that she feels responsible for Emma's death because she gave her pills right before she was found dead. Mm-hmm. So B takes Jordan's gun and holds it to Sophie and says... Let me see your texts. And this starts a scuffle. They struggle. They fall into the pool. 
which is interesting. I thought this was an interesting parallel to the beginning of the movie because everybody's kind of peaceful at the beginning of the movie. They're under the water for the most part at the beginning of the movie, just slightly at the, after the beginning of the movie. But they're all in the water and they're very peaceful. This is far from it. This mm-hmm. clear water, peaceful. At the end of the movie, it's murky and they're struggling, right? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting parallel, I think. Or an interesting juxtaposition, not parallel. So they manage to get out of the pool and they find... A phone, which we think is Sophie's at first, but it turns out it's not Sophie's, it's David's. Mm -hmm. So they use his corpse's face to unlock the phone, which I thought was pretty funny. They held his eyes open and, (laughs) you know, face ID'd him. And they find a TikTok video on there. Now, earlier in the movie, earlier in the movie, Greg had opened a champagne bottle with a, like an ancient sword that he had found in the house. This TikTok video is David trying to open a champagne bottle with the same sword. But he fucks it up and he slices his own throat. As soon as the video started playing and he's like monkeying around with a knife, I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, oh my God, I already know what's going to happen before the video even finishes. What? Like... (laughs) (laughs) This is... Okay. I have to say... I did not see this coming at all. Like, this just completely threw me. Let me tell you how very close I got to this. <laughs> okay, let me hear okay? this. <laughs> My second to last note is David was faking it, and he's the guy setting this whole thing in motion. You were close. I was, like, <laughs> that close. <laughs> so close. My next note after that is David and Emma organized the thing. Okay. But... I was so friggin' close. I was so close. <laughs> Why I didn't put two and two together that Pete Davidson's dumbass would cut his own throat, <laughs> I don't know. But here we are. <laughs> Just trying to be cool like the other guy and cuts his throat <laughs> open. <guess> so. <laughs> but then Max shows up right at the end. And he's like, what the hell happened? And B responds by saying, oh, I have cell reception. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of the movie. And there we are. Bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> my goodness. So my 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 notes are literally a who done it, like like a murder mystery cross off list of like, okay, I think it's this person. No no no, it's this person. No no, no it's this person. And things like the window's coming back, the car's not gonna start, obviously. Holy shit, that's why the window didn't didn't go up. Stuff like that. What okay. do you have for notes? Anything interesting that we want to talk about that are that we didn't already talk about? All right. So we have a very dark movie through most of this. The lights are out, right? Oh, you mean like visually dark. Visually movie. dark. Yeah. And each of the female characters has a source of light with them. The director used that light as a symbolism for their personality. Mm. So B has a phone strapped to her hip, which is to symbolize her selflessness for helping her mother and others. Jordan uses a headlamp showing her spotlight for no-nonsense confrontation. Mm -hmm. Alice covers herself in glow tubes showing her desire to be liked in the center of attention. Emma never uses a light showing her desire to be introverted. And Greg and David never use light of any kind. That's not true. David has a light mask that he wears. Greg, Greg, Greg. Has, I'm not David. Yeah, Greg has a light mask that he. He puts did on. at the yeah at the yeah at the beginning. There, the light but. shining on him, mm-hmm. which is interesting because they tried to use him as a diversion the whole time. Yeah. At least the first act and a half of this movie. Right. So if you're talking about the light being symbolic, the light shining only on him and not away from him. They're trying to point him out. Yeah. Interesting. So we have a total of five deaths in this movie. We have David who... <laughs> Only acts- one of them is not a murder. Right. We have David who accidentally kills himself by slicing his throat open, which... Dumbass. Which leads to the rest of this chaos. Now... I don't know if you had a better, more trustworthy group of friends, if this still would have played out the way it did, (laughs) or maybe if they weren't high and drunk or something. I don't know. Who knows? Then we have Greg, who was beaten in the head with a weight 
by B. So right. B kills somebody. Emma falls down the stairs, bashing her head open. And Sophie thinks that that's her fault because she gave her pills. Alice is shot in the neck by Jordan. And then Jordan is pushed over the railing by Alice B. Alice shot in the head. It's it's like in her neck. Oh, is it? I, yeah. thought, I thought she shot her like here and it went up the top of her head. Well, you could kind of see it in... If I remember right, it was kind of like we in weird in her neck area or something. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And that's about all I have. There's really not a whole lot else for interesting notes out there on this one. Hmm. I think this is a pretty straightforward, like, just like slasher horror flick, you know? Straightforward? <laughs> I mean, there's not like a lot of, I guess not straightforward. There's a great twist in it. But, mm. you know, it. there's not a lot of like interesting behind the scenes stuff going on. I thought, well, I thought that what was interesting is the the focus here is obviously on privileged people. People who are of means, at least, right? Mm-hmm. And they are ruled by distrust and infighting and ultimately all that money doesn't matter they're still going to turn on each other no matter what mm-hmm. by the end of this movie i like that and i like the i like the relationship to technology in this as well in that the cell phones could have saved them if they had been able to call out. Mm-hmm. But because it's a hurricane party and the hurricanes have obviously knocked out cell service and the Wi-Fi's out because the power's out, they're cut off from their ability to research anything. Mm-hmm. They're cut off from their their ability to do anything that they would normally do. Anyway, I thought, I thought that that was interesting. It's interesting to see in this context how technology or the removal of that technology can kind of set things haywire. Now, we have seen that, you know, lately, I mean, really nowadays, a horror movie, you've got to get rid of the cell phone in mm-hmm. some way. Some way, You've got to get rid of the cell phone. Otherwise, most of your scenarios are null and void. Right. Like if the Hardesties had had a cell phone in 1974 the Texas Chainsaw Massacre probably wouldn't have happened the way it happened. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, anyway, so you don't have any other, no other notes, no other trivia or anything like that? Nope, that's everything. Let's talk about if we're going to keep, rent, or erase this. Jennifer, and why? All right, I'm going to put this in my rent category. I have it as a strong rent, though, because the twist is amazing. I love the twist in this thing. I didn't see it coming it really puts this, I, I can't even imagine what Sophie and B would be feeling once they found this out because there was, like, especially B, I mean, she killed two people for no reason at this point, you know? Yeah, that's very true. And so there's going to be a lot of, you know, trauma there besides having friends die and everything like that. Anyways, I love this twist. Now, I'm not putting it to keep because once you know the twist, I don't know if this is going to feel the same. Yeah. And I yeah. haven't watched it a second time to be able to determine that for sure. Right. But I do think it's worth watching. I think it's fun. It has some stuff in there that I don't think needs to be in there, but the movie was only an hour and a half. So I think some of it was there just to try and make it a little bit longer. Could they maybe have put more interesting things in there? Sure. Things that maybe played a little bit better or made more sense, but I liked it. I enjoyed this movie. I'm going to put it as a strong rent. How about you? I'm going to go with rent as well, I think. I think that there is a hint of like some social satire going on here. There's, there's like, you know that? Okay, so let me give you this. You know that bubbly water that you like, that LaCroix stuff? Yeah. Where it tastes like somebody walked it through a room where, like, there was a smell in there? Yeah. 
Like there was that, a hint of strawberries off the counter or something. Right. Like <laughs> like somebody walked by with strawberries as they were putting this stuff in a can. That's yeah. what it smells like or tastes like. That's what this feels like. It feels like they're so close, but they don't ever really hit hit the nail on the head with the satire, I think. Some of it is really good, but some of it is really off, I think. And yes, the twist is magnificent. The twist is great. You don't see it coming. I like I said, I got really close. I'm usually pretty good at finding at figuring these things out. This one, not so much. This one had me fooled. That's why it ends up in the rent for me instead of in the erase. Because it's kind of forgettable sans the end. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at. It was it was fine. It's worth a rent. It's worth a watch. Don't watch any trailers. Don't listen to this podcast before then because right. you're really ruining it for yourself. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So where are we going next? All right. Next week we are going to cover... Evil Dead Rise. So no hurricane parties. No. Okay. Evil Dead Rise. This, what's interesting is this is the first non-Sam Raimi Evil Dead movie that's not a reboot. So he did the original trilogy, they did a reboot, and now they're doing this. I don't know. I, I don't guess know. we're going to see. We are going to see. I'm kind of lukewarm on this. Like, I, I really treasure the Sam Raimi Evil Dead movies. Yeah. I love them. And I, I didn't really love the remake. It was fine. It was okay. So now we've got another... Now we're diluting it even further. We're a little further out. The, the pebble has fallen in the pond and the ripples are getting further and further out. And now we're getting to this point where I'm like... I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this. You know, I don't know what to. I don't know what's coming, mm-hmm. and it worries me some. Sure. So, but we will see you next week right here on the couch with Evil Dead Rise. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to a View from the Couch, a Space Moose Media podcast. You can interact with our hosts on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash view underscore couch. You can also email us at aviewfromthecouch at yahoo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help us get noticed by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.